Okay. All right, I'm ready. Uh, I'm Christy. And I'm Brittany. And uh, this is Smartish. Where we are each one half of a completely functioning human brain. I would not say a completely functioning human brain. We're mostly, mostly functioning. <laughs> mostly functioning. It's fine. It's all good. We're mostly, yeah, mostly functioning human brain. We each have um, strengths and experiences that kind of combine make Together. us pretty, yeah. One badass business. Like Captain Planet. <laughs> Except without helping the planet. All right. So uh, we should just talk about how we got started doing what we do. Like, do you want to go first or do you want to just like? I know. Okay. So you, I think you go first because I think you have more photography experience, more like relevant industry I experience. Do So like, you know, I started out with, after my son was born, um, kind of just got a camera because I was really interested in doing something other than being just a mom. And it was a nice creative outlet. And, you know, a couple of years go by and it starts actually picking up steam, like getting clients and getting people that want pictures. And somehow ended up shooting weddings for like two years, realized that was not at all what I wanted to keep doing. And here we are as boudoir photographers now, like some seven years later. And yeah, man. I think it kind of stemmed from like my own insecurities as a woman. And I realized how much I could lift up other people with this type of photography because with working with the brides, I was always like, why do I love shooting weddings if I actually don't like being at the wedding? And it always came back to working with women. Like I always liked working with the bride and making the bride feel beautiful. And then in turn, they always wanted boudoir sessions. So it kind of just spiraled it became a thing whether I wanted to do it or not I was called to do it and I did it so like here we are now we're making a podcast about doing the exact same thing I love it and then you um, had the most like incredible like industry related experience in New York City forever so yeah so I uh I oddly decided to do makeup when I was a teenager despite having you know two older brothers and not being very drawn to makeup naturally it just became something like to me I think I chose makeup totally as a insecurity decision like I was made fun of a lot I was like kind of boyish in nature and and just kind of liked that whole area and I figured this would help me be cool. Like it would, it would, and that's like such a teenager response to like what you want to do when you're older. But I decided like I was just going to do it and I was going to stick with it. And so I, I started in the fashion industry. I went to makeup school right out of high school. I started in the fashion industry and was just a total fish out of water. Um, didn't really understand anything that they were doing or why, uh, and just like stumbled through it entirely. Um, and then I had my first kid and I kind of took a break from it. Um, when I came back to it, I had lost all my clientele, which is so typical as like a freelancer in the industry. Um, and I had to start completely from scratch. So I started doing fitness. Somehow I got in with like some fitness photographers and that's really when my um, eye aligned as a makeup artist because it's so much more natural and glowing and, and it made more sense than fashion makeup. Fashion makeup is so much more creative and artistic than I, I thought I was, but I turned out not to be, um, especially with makeup. And so like kind of stumbling into that, I found just even um, the beauty of that kind of photography, just very bright and airy and just healthy and glowing. You know, it was just a totally different, even model to work with, you know, models that were fit and healthy. Um, 
and then yeah I did that for 12 years collectively make up for 12 years and just realize I hit all the goals I wanted to hit and I you know I I through that I bought my own camera I probably about two years into makeup I had bought my own camera I was always interested in photography I had one of my photographers show me how to use it and then I just went with it I took pictures of wherever I went or my baby or other people's babies just for fun and then um and then yeah throughout the years I started kind of picking up some of the lighting techniques and like I started retouching on like the down low for a photographer that I was really close with when makeup was slow I just loved all the aspects of it so I just started absorbing everything and then I finally was like I gotta I gotta do more you know I need more of a role in this I can't just be a makeup artist I want to have a say in the whole vision and I kind of made that leap um about nine what nine months ago it hasn't even been a whole year that's crazy. It kind of seems like we both stemmed from our own insecurities. And I feel like that's how it goes. Somehow it, it is how it goes. And it's weird how somehow we can turn something we're both extremely insecure about into something that is a like thriving business, you know, like, well, at mm -hmm. least thriving post COVID. Well, yeah, I mean, that's like a whole nother thing. But <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Another thing. You know, and a lot of people ask me, you know, they're like, oh my God, Christy, it's like you can just do anything you want. And I think the reality is kind of different. You know, you like I spent years just sort of absorbing. It wasn't like I picked up a camera and I'm really good at it. Like I, I, I even assisted photographers on the down low. I didn't advertise it, but if I found an opportunity, I'd let them know, hey, like you need an assistant, I'll come on. And yeah, yeah. I mean, so it was, it became, it was definitely through years and years and years of just clawing and pouring into it that by the time that I decided that I was confident enough to say, I'm here, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to call myself a photographer. I, you know, it had been years of kind of studying it already. Yeah. I remember I took a lot of pushing from me to actually get you to do it. Like you wanted Freaking to Brittany, man. You were very hesitant <laughs> and then you keep wanting to shoot like photograph children and I'm yep. like, stop, like stop. Women. Well, you totally get in your head, like, I don't know if I'm good enough to do this, who am I to say that I can call myself a photographer after I've worked with all these amazing photographers, and you actually are huge in pointing me in the direction of what to shoot. I didn't even, I don't even think I even really knew boudoir was a thing, or what no, it was. You were very confused by the whole concept. I had no concept that people did that, paid for it, had, like, it was a need or a niche, like, and so I, you know, I knew I didn't really want to do commercial photography. Uh, but then I kind of was like stuck. I love working what with women. Yeah. Yeah. But what else is there? And knowing you for years and watching your journey through photography, I was like, wow, that's actually really freaking cool. Like I want to do that. Yeah. So, so I definitely did shoot families for a while there. And that's how I realized I didn't want to do that. I think that's kind yeah. of an important thing is that you have to yeah. kind of go through the stages to learn what you like and what you don't like. You can't just come in hot and know exactly from the get-go. I mean, maybe that's worked for some people, but yeah. in my experience, my journey, it was like I had to try my hand at everything to realize, yep. okay, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm really not great at. And well, I think, and, you know, I think that goes into a question that I've gotten a lot as a photographer from other photographers, you know, and I just got it the other day. Uh, somebody asked, like, how did you find your style? What would you, how would you recommend that somebody finds their niche or find their style? Like, you know, I, I'm struggling to know what, what I'm good at or what I like. And like, you know, what would you, Brittany, say to that person? 
Oh, honestly, I think you just have to try your hand at everything and find what you actually like shooting. And then also having someone else objectively look at your work and point out what is really good, you know? Like, I think mm -hmm. that was the most helpful thing because, yeah, like you could shoot families and there, it was great, but the second I saw you work with a, a grown adult woman, it was like magic. I was like, why are you even yep. considering anything else? So my advice would just be to try, like it's gonna take time to find, it's, there's never gonna be a quick answer to that question. It's going to take lots of trial and error and lots of just seeing what you enjoy. Yeah. And um, I think Pinterest is actually great right now too, because like you yeah. can actually make all these mood boards and figure out your own style yeah. and then try and emulate that instead of copying someone else's work, because you and I both know that that is like, yeah, it is a killer because <laughs> you'll get in your head. Yeah. You have to kind of find inspiration in other sources and then emulate it in your own way. That's pretty much, it's funny. It's, I mean, we are like, we share a brain. It's exactly what I told to that person even recently, you know, is just kind of like, if you're just starting out, do everything. And if you get home at the end of the day and you're like, that sucked, that's not your thing. But there are things, there are moments you get home and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, what happened? That's fine. Just keep going. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, where you're like, oh my God, that was life-giving. Like I, I'm that I'm so excited about these photos. My whole heart and soul was in this. And I think that's key. It's just finding that thing that, cause that's the difference between a technically good photo and an amazing photo is when like your whole soul and vision align with creating the photo. Anybody yeah. could make a technically aligned photo. And that's why you can't just copy somebody else's work and, you know, but finding the inspiration where you can. And then, and then what I like to do is, like I will create a mood board and then I analyze every aspect of that photo. Cause I'm like a psycho. Like yep. what is it about this photo that is giving me an emotion? Why do I feel something when I see this photo? Is it the, is it the expression? Is it the movement of the hair? Is it the lighting? I mean, it's all of it and, and it's how and why. It's something but, different every time. Like yeah. it, this, each photo is going to have its own, like, why is it good? You know, why mm -hmm. does it stand out? So yeah, he said just, yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a big question that I get a lot. Do you, do you have other photographers ask you? Shockingly, like people don't really ask me a lot of stuff. They just try and ask where I'm shooting or at least they used to when I shot. Try to like steal locations. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. People don't usually ask me like questions like that, but I, I do get a lot of um, newer photographers kind of starting to now ask me like how to get into boudoir or I have mm. a shot coming up. What do I need to do? And it's like, well, it takes years to get to this point. So like, kudos to trying, like you got to try. If you yeah. want to, you got to start somewhere. But um, I think it took me like a good two years to actually get good at this. Mm. Like this specific yeah. niche of photography. Like you can take good photographs, but like to get to that like excellent level of like, I am so proud of this. I am so lit up. Like I know mm -hmm. exactly what I'm yeah, that's it, it takes it's not it's not an easy no thing to do and I think you know it's just kind of knowing your limitations too and that's only that only comes from finding just from doing it yeah exactly you know, I you feel like I I fast-tracked my experience in kind of knowing my limitations because I mean I already spent years in the industry and knowing what I do and don't like to shoot like I worked with a lot of fitness photographers I don't really need to shoot fitness I was like 
I no, like doing it as a makeup artist. I really don't need to shoot an action jumping shot. That doesn't ignite me. It doesn't really do anything for me. And that's okay. You can say, I don't shoot that. I yeah. don't want to. I mean, I'm good at it. jumping in your studio, they would probably hit the ceiling, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not, the ceilings are not very high in here. Off all your neighbors stomping yeah. around. Although there is a gym below me and they're like throwing stuff around all the time. Okay. So I don't think I'd feel so bad. Super quiet. Uh, I was going to say something. Let me think. I'm going to put a flag right here. Um, I don't know. Like inspiration. <laughs> you know, like, you know. Yeah. Inspiration. Looking at pictures. Creating. Nonsense. Where else are we going with this? I don't know. Like I've said everything I had to say on that topic in like 20 minutes. Um, I don't think it needs to be all about like other photographers anymore. Kind of like. Yeah. We could... Well, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, like clients are drawn to. Um, you know, when they see your work or my work, like what? Oh, what do you yeah. think they see? And they're like, Oh my god, I need that in my life. I need a shoot like that. So, um, to move it into like the client aspect. Um, a lot of people always come to me because they say that it's such like an editorial, like beauty kind of more fashionable mm -hmm. style than a typical quote unquote boudoir session in their experience. So that's usually how people are drawn to me. And I know mm -hmm. that for you, it's basically the same. So yeah, we uh, influence each other pretty heavily around do. here. I feel like you might be the only, like one of the only photographers I actually follow and am influenced by because I have limited who I follow so strongly on social media because I think it gets really mm. cloudy and really it, it doesn't do a good thing to me. Like I know people who can follow endless photographers and they'll just it, think it's yeah. great. Uh, for me, the comparison game starts to get a little too, I get too hard on myself. So I, I feel only like I'm, I'm similar, but the opposite. Like I, I compare myself. There's a one and it's only a new experience that I have recently found myself comparing myself to this photographer, but it's like in a different way. Like I can look at other people's work and I love it. Like I'm inspired by it. I'm mm -hmm. never jealous or, or like intimidated by other people's work. But yeah. it's when I see like a photographer near me working and I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing it all wrong. They're working, I'm not. They're getting money that I should be getting. Like it becomes like too competitive it where it's like, there's plenty of money. Like there's plenty of clients, there's plenty of people. There's plenty of, even if they were right next door to me, like. It's okay. Yeah. It's like, we, you know, there's, there's, and there's different styles and people and things and it's just, it's okay. And, and I, it's weird. I've had that as a makeup artist, like it's, there's plenty of work we don't need to be dicks right. to each other. We are in a very saturated market, but at the same time, like you said, there are plenty of people and they're each going to be drawn to a different style. So like who that person's clients are mm -hmm. might not be your clients ever. And that's yep. fine. And that's why we, you know, there are a lot of photographers. And yeah. back to it, I never find that I'm like jealous or like competitive with someone else's work. I always just am that much harder on myself to do better. Like, mm. like, oh, why didn't I, why can't I think of something creative mm. like that, you know? So then I'll just become really harsh on myself. And that's just a spiral that is not helpful in business and not really gonna, you know, make anything better. It's just gonna make you depressed. <laughs> Yeah. No, that makes sense. So it's kind of like, I just hyper-focus on the people I know, the people whose work I enjoy and mm -hmm. am 
truly inspired by instead of, you know, all for the, you know, what is it? What do they always say? The community over competition. Oh, yeah. All for it. But at the same time, like, if you know that this is like a hole that you're going to sink yourself into, yeah. like, well, but then I think, you know, there is a challenge because in an ideal world, we'd love community over competition. We'd love it. But the reality is this is also business. Like you yeah. get, you have to turn on your like hard ass bitch hat sometimes. Pants on. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've got to put your, yeah. Like we're in business. This is business. Walmart isn't like community over competition guys. Like, no, they're like, how do we, yeah. Like we, there is, there is a, I think it's a, dilemma like we've swung the pendulum like obviously it can't be all business you can't just run around like steamrolling people but like there has to like and I think as women we tend to struggle with this more and I don't want to make like sweeping generalizations but I do think that it speaks to women and women in business is that we are we like lead with our emotions which which can be incredibly beneficial and yeah, absolutely. Beneficial in, yeah. in a lot of ways in business. And we can utilize our strengths while recognizing like how that can get thing, make things a little muddy, you yeah. know? That's why I usually like to connect with businesses that are similar and or adjacent to my um, niche. So like hair and makeup artists, uh, mm -hmm. stylists, salons, um, estheticians, yep. gyms. I have a couple of photographer friends, especially locally, but they do a different genre. Like as a family photographer, one does headshots. Like we don't, we're not in the exact same niche. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. not, uh, not intentionally like, you know, pushing anybody to the side, but it's just, these are the people that I have found that, you know, we can each yeah. get something out of a business relationship together and grow, you know? Instead well, and that's exactly it. You have to get something out of it. And if, you know, and if you have photographers contacting you, which I, I weirdly do, like, and you and I always have this conversation, Brittany's always like, no, nah, like you can't just give your information away. Like this is stuff that you've spent tons of time learning, like, and it makes you, you. And I'm like, oh, but I just want to be nice to everyone. And you know, obviously there's like a weird middle ground there where it's like, okay, because how do you make it benefit you? You can't just give all your information away. We have to put our business pants on. Like, Absolutely. how do you, you know, all, all these amazing photographers that we look up to have found a way to monetize that. It's you know, they're, they're not being, you know, dicks about it, but it has to benefit them to, to take their time, all the things they've learned and, and utilized and whatever. And they've found a way to monetize it. Turn it into you know? another income route, yeah. you know? And I think that's really where the answer lies is that yeah. if you find yourself getting these questions that it inevitably is something that is you're being called to, you know, if, mm -hmm. if it's something that happens regularly, then it's something worth pursuing and putting out there because right. it's supply and demand, honestly, like there's a need. Right. Um, yeah. and I found that a lot of like, as a newer photographer, when I was starting out, a lot of the information that was put out there to newer photographers, it seemed like this was going to give you, you know, mm -hmm. the whole of how to just do it and do it quick and fast track you. And it was always very lackluster and very, I don't know, just wishy-washy, yeah. not really more fluff than it was information. So yeah. that's why I think if you were to do something like that, yeah. it would be 
pretty serious and like pretty straightforward. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, it's also a saturated market and it's just everybody's promising the world, especially as photographers. And then they, they sell you this lie, like you need this course in order to be legitimate. And you're like, and you buy that course and they're like, but wait, you need this next one. That's really the ticket. And it's like, oh, that's why I'm kind of put out on um, like workshops and everything and like mm -hmm. conferences because I feel like we did one recently where you were really mm -hmm. excited about it. And I was so like, stupid. I don't know. I don't know. And it yep. was, it was. <laughs> They're always trying to sell you something like at I, the end. I get it. Like, you know, if you are doing this, like you want to sell a product, you want to make money. But at mm -hmm. the same time, like, is the information actually worth paying for? Right. Well, I mean, and that's, and that's what a lot of new photographers kind of you fall, fall into. Yeah. And there's a lot of helpful information, especially I will say, because I came from, and you probably remember this from when you first started in photography, but I came from a commercial photography background. So the idea of boutique sales, photography, whatever it's called, is still very sort of hard and foreign to me. So some of those workshops are helpful, especially if you're new in photography and need to understand how sales are done, because it's like just totally like bizarre in if you've never done it before so it is. it is and i mean like i can do it in my sleep it's easy yeah for i know i don't know i don't know why that that is like a strength of mine but i can just literally like i know this costs this yeah this is amazing and if you want to buy it like here's the price and here's you here's your invoice like yeah. thank you this is a part of the brain that Brittany is in my business. I have the business pants on more so. You have the creative genius. <laughs> yeah. I run with like the the inspiration and the marketing and like all the other like outside the box things. And Brittany's like, yeah, so here's what you got to do. And I'm like, yeah, okay. How you okay, calculate but... your cost of goods. And uh, yeah. I'm like, what's the cost of doing business? <laughs> oh, great. Here's, That's helpful. Here's the spreadsheet figured out. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's uh, it's kind of an amazing partnership. I think that people, honestly, when they think of photographers, first of all, they'll think of like, you know, their friendly neighborhood mom with a camera mm -hmm. or someone that's like high fashion, like magazine. I don't think they right. think of naturally like our like middle ground, like we just run a business, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. a portrait photography business. Um, yeah. Going somewhere with that. It's gone. I lost it. Well, there's a couple places to go with that. I mean, you can you can talk about even the difference between like your friendly neighborhood mom and the fact that we are moms and oh yeah legitimate business owners like that's a and you know the impact that being a friendly neighborhood mom with a camera has on legitimate business owners because everybody's got a camera and is doing family photography for 50 bucks and it's hard to get people to realize that we're just because we are moms I think I run into that too like just because I am a mom doesn't mean I'm like just doing this for fun you know that's what I'm better to do um so I think everyone has that in their head that you know like this is not really a business for us as much as it is a hobby and it's like you know we have a lot of time education and money thrown mm -hmm, into mm -hmm. this it's not something that we're just like oh yeah this is for fun this is something mm -hmm. like we were called to do it we love doing it but uh, no, it's a serious business and we run it like a business instead of, you know, like, oh, uh, yeah, I can work for free. That's fine. Yeah. Like, or mm -hmm. $50, like, okay, but what are your taxes on that? And how much is mm -hmm. your take home? And then, 
Are you saving? Are you paying yourself? Are you paying your business? Do you have a savings for the business? Like there's all these things that go into it that I think are overlooked. And that's kind of like, I don't really even put myself in the same category. I know you and I talk about this sometimes, like what other people are doing is not my business. Like Mm -hmm. my business is to run the best business I can and then educate the people that come to me who are drawn to that style. So I think that's like what you and I talk about Mm -hmm. a lot, really just kind of putting your blinders on because, because we started there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, I think that that's totally, I mean, I think if it wasn't for you, I'd still be charging like 50 bucks. I was like, I think, um, I think I'm going to charge a hundred dollars. I just don't see how anyone would pay for this. (laughs) And it's like, well, yeah. First of all, as a business owner, you're not your ideal client. Like, right. Well, yeah. And I mean, I think, um, I think even doing it helped me understand the value in it. And then, and then of course you have to kind of charge too little to understand like, Oh, I charge a hundred dollars for this hour long session. That seemed fine. A hundred dollars an hour. I'm doing really good. And then you get home and it takes you two hours to go through the images. And then they have a couple of images they want retouched, which takes you a little bit longer. And then, and then you've got correspondence in between and you're like, Oh my God, this, this hundred dollars breaks down to like $10 an hour now because I spent way, way longer on this project than I should have. Absolutely. And that's why it's kind of like, okay, realistically, how long does each session take me from the email, the Mm -hmm. booking, the, like you and I both have prep guides that we put out so we don't have to regurgitate the same information over Mm -hmm. and over again, which is super helpful. But yeah, you have to realize how much you spend with each client and then the post editing, Mm -hmm. retouching, the product Mm -hmm. making, the ordering. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a lot. And, you know, Sometimes people will come to me and be like, oh, this is a little bit out of my price range. And then they'll do it and then they'll see the quality of what they get. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I think that's important too. It's just kind of them understanding the, you know, the whole gamut because it's also not very often that it's explained to them. No. I think it not. helps. And I mean, the average person, how many actual photographers do they know personally? Or, right. you know, well, very... Well, professional photographer that they know. Right. I have chickens yelling at me right now. That's amazing. So if you just hear honking, that's, you know, it's fine. It's normal. Just, just the chickens. But yeah, I don't think a lot of people are exposed to the kind of business that we run and are familiar with photography enough to know that there is such a wide spectrum and that, Mm -hmm. you know, there's people just starting out. There's people who will likely never pursue it to the degree we did. And it, mm-hmm. it's all just time, experience. Yeah. Wow. It's like raptors. Aggressive. It is really aggressive. She really wants a snack. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so, um, well, I think, I think one last topic, and then I think it'll round out this podcast rambling. Um, is probably to talk about the fact that we do have kids and kind of how that plays into things and how uh, difficult it is. So like you obviously have a lot more children than I do. So many. But you have a lot more chickens than I do. So don't say how many chickens I have. (laughs) Way more than I do because I have zero. Oh, oh. gonna stand there I don't know um 
So yeah, like you obviously have a lot more children than I do, so it's a little bit more difficult for you to do periods like anything. Um, yeah. Starting a business with children, like, is extremely difficult. Um, so hard. Especially because you want to maintain a level of professionalism. Like, you don't ever want to use that as an excuse. People yeah. expect their things on time. You don't want to be like, oh, I have kids, I can't. Like, or you can't start a business. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. If you can't provide, easy. yeah. It's, if you want to do it, you have to commit to it. You have to do it and you have to figure it out because like there's people all in this country that have children and run businesses and it's, you know, if you don't have, if you don't start out professional, like the likelihood that you're going to keep on being a successful business just keeps dwindling. Right you know absolutely yeah because you get busier and you lose time to do the nitty-gritty you know annoying and you things have three you have three children so like yeah. coming from a makeup artist background to then just deciding nope i'm gonna be a photographer mm -hmm. i'm gonna open a studio <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna do it with these kids it's fine like that yeah, it was a it was a very scary transition because I mean I was agency represented as a makeup artist in New York City like it like like I felt like I had gotten to the top there was a plenty of more things I could have done and you know achieved but like like that's hard to do it took me 12 years as a makeup artist to get an agency just to be represented by an agency and I was represented with them for a few months but now I was like yeah I think I'm done I remember <laughs> not they were not happy. They were really not happy. They were like, you got it. You might want to just hold on. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. I really think I'm done. And I mean, and it was a long time coming. I had been like mulling this whole decision over for, I think probably about two years. I mean, a year prior, two years ago now, I went to Tennessee, you know, to shoot a friend of mine who was a model. Remember? No. Yeah. What? That was yeah. two years ago. That was when I started really pushing you to mm -hmm like this is your jam like you yeah. are excellent at this like not just saying it because that's what I do but like damn like yeah and it took me about a year and a half after that just just to finally do it because I was holding on I don't really know I was holding on for like maybe makeup to be fulfilling again or or for it to feel like it aligned and well, yeah I mean, it just didn't <laughs> you're still doing makeup in yeah, your aspect now and I think it's more fulfilling to you because so much more it's your own baby you know it's mm -hmm. your own project well you know what it really comes down to and this is a stupid egotistical thing it comes down to the fact that I value good hair and makeup yeah as a photographer so I I was tired of doing makeup and just not feeling valued at all I mean because I saw the value in I mean I could look at a photographer's work and if they had a bad makeup artist I'd be like your work looks like trash because the makeup is trash. So I value it as a makeup artist and I value it as a photographer. And I was so tired of walking on set. Um, and I like, I walked on set with, you know, it was one of my final jobs really. And I walked on set and I asked the client, it was a big client, a big brand. And I was like, all right, what's our direction for hair and makeup? And they were like, I hadn't really thought about it. And I was like, you know what? I don't, we, any monkey could do this job for you. You don't care that I'm here, that I've spent my whole life perfecting like this natural, beautiful, glowing makeup that is rare to find. And it's the reason that I do my own hair and makeup for my clients. Cause I haven't quite found a makeup artist that I'm ready to like pass the torch off yet. You're gonna um, 
Yeah, I mean, I have to. I'm calling it. But, I'm calling it soon. You're going to find somebody soon. Got to. But COVID is really like a wrench in my own thing. But anyway, all that to say, all that to say that I have a million kids. And that was part of the decision, too, is because I was traveling into Manhattan. I live in Jersey. And it was just the commute for just the lack of fulfillment and all the things that I finally was like, I got to do this even for my family. Like, this is a better business decision for my family to have a little bit more control over my schedule, control over the kind of jobs and even feeling more fulfilled. And, and it, like in an instant, I mean, I opened my studio and it, it exploded because I was aligned with my purpose, <laughs> like my career's purpose, what I had been fighting for 12 years to accomplish. Yeah. I accomplished in, you know, a few months, really. few months. Yeah. All those connections you made in New York city working mm -hmm. kind of came back to you tenfold, you know? Yeah. But back sure. to the whole, like, that decision was right for your family. Like, that really hit home with me because, you know, I've had to relocate across the country a couple times mm -hmm. to my husband's job. And I realized that a typical career just wasn't going to fit if I need to move every two to three years, you know, like, mm -hmm. the whole job hunting process. Like, I realized mm -hmm. I needed to be self-employed and that this was the route to go for myself, my family, like it just seemed like the right choice and mm -hmm. it was not an easy choice. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, both know like yeah. learning from the ground up mm -hmm. how to do all these things by trial and error, it takes time and balls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> really Legitimate. a lot of balls. <laughs> Legitimate. <laughs> we don't have, but I mean, metaphorical, spiritual balls, you know? <laughs> Say balls again. I'm going to say balls as much as I want. <laughs> balls. It's my podcast and I'll say balls if I want to. Fucking balls. But yeah, that's, I think we, along this whole journey of like becoming photographers, like even as like baby photographers, like we always connected and it was always this thing of like, you know, we had kids at the same time, like mm -hmm. we kind of got, it, it progressed pretty smoothly. And that's why I'm just not surprised at all that we're here now basically mm -hmm. running the identical business it's like a sister business on opposite mm -hmm. ends of the country we're still waiting for the moment like and i tell people this all the time because i'm like oh yeah my friend Brittany, like she's like the other half of my business but not really like technically but kind of and i tell people all the time we're waiting for the moment that it makes sense to become one because it doesn't right like it doesn't matter right now we can do what we do without like being one business but but there will be a moment where like we'll be the collective like no, we exactly are. it is i know what it is do you like is it this it's this and it's also <laughs> teaching. it's what teaching mm. i think that that is i'm finding myself more called to it mm. and you've always been and i think mm -hmm. i think that down the line maybe yeah, not be here but i think educators. at some point like it will be a thing maybe we have to figure out how to not curse first no, I think we, we've done well. We really didn't curse that much. All I said was no. balls a lot. And just balls. Wait, okay, so I want to bring it full circle, and I don't know if you remember this, but I feel, I feel like this is true, and if you don't remember it, I'm going to be so sad. Cause yeah. I, like, in my head, it's true, but we all know that's not always the best. Yeah, I don't 100% I don't believe all my memories either. But I feel like this is true, because I, um, I've had a DSLR forever. Like, I was always taking pictures of my kids. You messaged me. Mm -hmm. right like at the start of like when you were like I think I want to do photography and you were like 
dude, you take all these pictures of your kids. How do you get the background so blurry or like whatever it was? And you're like, yep. I was like, it's this lens. And you're like, I'm going to get that lens. And then Brittany became a fucking photographer. And it was like full circle right now. It snowballed. Like I had you and I had another person that was a photographer at the time. And like between the two of you, I just pinged back and forth between mm-hmm. like, Hey, what's this? What's this question? And then I just never stopped learning about it. Mm-hmm. And it literally just snowballed. And but isn't that such a funny full circle how you were like, yeah. hey, I want to do photography. And then you became a legitimate photographer for what, like six or seven years. And then I was like, I think I want to become a photographer. <laughs> Brittany. I'm like, you were the reason I became one. Like, let's <laughs> go. I'm like, you know, that TikTok where, TikTok where it's like, uh, hold my hand, hold my hand. Mm-hmm. Keep holding my hand. And then we're running <laughs> yeah. like, that's me. leading like you yeah. through it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I'd be in a way different place right now if it wasn't for you. Like totally, because I would have no idea how to run a business like this. I don't even think I would have done it. I don't think I would have even, I would have tried it and quit because I didn't, if if you don't have the support. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of like, I think I kept mine going, honestly, like for a while out of complete spite because Mm -hmm. I wanted to just prove to myself and the people around me that, yeah, I can do it. I can do whatever I want to do. Watch me. Like, I, I think that was how I did makeup. That was me with makeup. There's no rhyme or reason to why I did that or why I was successful. Someone tells you no, then it's like mm-hmm. challenge accepted. Like, yeah. okay. I remember being in, I think it was junior year or senior year art class. And you're like, we were talking about college and you're like, I'm not going to college. And I was like, you're, you're not even going to think of any that you like might want to apply to. And you're like, nope, I'm going to go to makeup school. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then I remember being in um, psychology class. I forget mm-hmm. the teacher. She had blonde hair. It was like a bob. And you tuned out like halfway through the year. And like you wouldn't even participate <laughs> in class. And you, you sit there and do your makeup. And I thought it was the best thing ever. Like, like we have a long-standing history. Like we went to the same high school. Yep. Yeah. graduated the same year, had kids at the same time, became professional photographers. Like, But we've not lived near each other for and at least for like 10, 10 years, right? <laughs> I've been away forever with yeah. my military husband traveling the mm-hmm. world and, you know, being depressed in beautiful places. You know, support man, raising children away from family while running a mm-hmm. business is not for the faint of heart. No. Running That's a business hard. period is not for the faint of heart. Like you, you have yeah. to know it's time to be time to be serious and like time put to- your business pants on hike them up get them on <laughs> exactly that's where we're at this year i was like i want a power suit a power suit <laughs> i want a power suit i want like a like pink like power suit and just wear it to sessions yeah no, i don't I, I don't aspire to have that i no, i no. just here's what i don't want like i've worked with so so many photographers and like a lot of like the chick photographers, this is maybe can we cut this out? But I'm gonna say it anyway. Flag it just, in case. just flag just flag it just in case. A lot of the chick photographers just dress very like eccentrically. Like and I remember thinking to myself, like, if I do ever do this, don't let me dress like that. Like just in like like tunic poncho looking things. And I'm like, what is that? Like is it just like you just become a photographer? So you just you just absorb all the weird and you just are like I'm an artist now and I can do whatever I want. Well, that's like that, um, like desert grunge vibe that's happening right now that like, you know how all hairstylists, most hairstylists dress kind of like they're like 
desert goths now. Have you seen that? Mm, no. Oh, it's the, like this whole aesthetic thing. I don't know. I must have gone down some weird like. <laughs> you usually do. Yeah, I end up in some weird places on the internet, but mm-hmm. um, apparently a lot of hairdressers dress the same, and it's very eccentric, like cowboy grunge goth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I would love to do that, but realistically, in my house, I can't wear black. I have white well, dogs. I just, I just want to be. I did say this though. I think I've said this a couple times on set, where I'm like, I'm the photographer now, and I get to talk and be weird, and uh, everybody just accepts it because I'm the photographer. Whereas as a makeup artist, it was like, he's that weird chick that won't shut the fuck up. Now oh, I'm I, the photographer, <laughs> and people are like, you're creative, and you're gonna make beautiful pictures, so I have to tolerate your social awkwardness. And I'm like, yes. I have never tried to hide or mask the fact that I am completely socially awkward and strange. And I just basically explain to people when I'm shooting them, when they're in front of me, I'm like, I'm not staring at you. I'm staring at the light. I'm trying to just Mm -hmm. move stuff around. Oh, yeah. I'm not looking like at, like, don't, I know I'm staring at you, but just. I have to repeat that, like, over and over again, because I feel like I can hear people's insecurities in my own mind. And I'm like, it's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. Like, I just, I'm getting my light right. I'm getting my stuff right. And I'll say it, like, every picture that I take that I'm, like, testing just to, like, make sure I'm doing it right before we, like, actually get going. It's not you, it's me. Yeah, I'm, like, looking at my camera, like, with weird faces. It's fine, it's fine. They're like, I know I have a pimple. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm looking at the camera, like, with a pimple face because your pimple. up with the light, like, honestly. Like, calm down, it's okay. It's not Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. No, I I would never hide the fact that I'm socially awkward. That's why I just kind of put out whatever I put out because when people come in front of me, like they're gonna be, if, if I was like this professional polished, like perfect version of myself, do it. people in person would be like, who are you? Like mm-hmm. literally my, one of my last sessions that I did, like my whole strobe fell over in slow motion. <laughs> and I was just like, it's, it's fine, it's fine. And then my V flats fell backwards too. Oh, so yeah. like everything just like collapsed at once. And I was like, it's. I've it's had fine. my V flats collapse on people and I'm just like it's a good thing it's poster board I'm sorry yeah, I, I set it up and I'm like that might fall but it's a good thing it's foam because you can just tap yeah it doesn't you'll hurt it just is like a you'll be fine just ninja moment quick yeah flail it's okay <laughs> flail and I think that actually helps though with what we do with being awkward ourselves because I don't know about you but I roll around on the floor like the entire session like mm-hmm. I come home sore and like all dirty from floors because of how much I do it Oh, here okay um yeah I don't I don't think I roll around as much I do like if I really need to like put people in a pose and they're not getting it but yeah I do realize that I have I totally lack like brain power I'm just like put that arm no that arm no the arm the and I just start like I just have to like sh- like physically move even if I'm not touching them it's like yeah. I'm making shapes with my hands until they figure it out because words do not exist while I'm shooting. Yeah, I stumble over my words when I'm shooting too because it's kind of like you are trying to convey something quickly to someone else who's nervous and then you're overthinking it and you're getting nervous. That's why I usually just have people mirror me. So I'll sit on the ground in front of them and just show them exactly, you know, I'm like, okay, so this shoulder, like mirror me. Right, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, Go profile. And they're like, yeah, like, no, that's not profile. And then no one ever trusts me when I say chin out and down. Oh my God. It's like an endless like battle. I'm like, I know it feels weird. I know you think you have a double chin, but you look like you're doing this. Like if you, if you refuse to put your chin out and down, you're like, and the body language, I say this 
all the time on my shoots. It's like one of the first, like I go through like a spiel of sentences and it comes out naturally. I don't like rehearse it, but it just is like, I have a spiel. And like my main spiel is that I am a body language lover. That to me is the difference between a technically good shoot or shot and an amazing shot is when the body language is like speaking through the camera and into the photo. And when people are, are back here, like, and they're not even like double chinning themselves, but it's like, it's like a tension. Yeah. It's, and it's, you know, the body language to me, that's telling me you're not comfortable. You're not comfortable. So you're tense here and you're pulling away from me. But if you're coming to the camera and your chin is down and you're, you're confident, that is a confident body language warm and open and mm-hmm. like you're engaged so yeah exactly like what you did if we're like this this is very mm-hmm. warm kind of cozy when i'm back here i yeah it's like tense like holding my hands up you know mm-hmm. and that's what that's why i don't do mini sessions honestly yeah. because it takes people so long to get to that comfort level of being in front of the camera that you know 30 minutes has already just gone by and just now yeah. are you being able to really yeah. I'm starting to learn. I'm starting to learn. Like I keep trying to do mini sessions and nobody's interested and I'm starting to learn for multiple reasons. I think I value kind of like that, that time, you know, and people value that time. So nobody's interested because it's, and, and it's all encompassing. Who wants to do a mini session? If you can't get your hair and makeup done, like, like it's not even worth it. Cause, and people yeah. know me and how much I value hair and makeup. It's not worth it to come in here looking jack, no matter how little money you're going to pay or how short of the session is like, you're not going to get out of it what you should be getting out of it in a regular session that is worth its weight, even if it costs more money. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, as long as we as business owners can show the reason why Mm -hmm. is more money and why this is worth the additional, you know, splurge Mm -hmm. of cash, because it's going to make or break a good photo shoot. Like mm-hmm. that's having your hair and makeup professionally done. Like you might, like, I might think I'm the most competent person in the world at makeup, but at the same time, regular everyday makeup is not photo mm-hmm. shoot makeup. Like it's just different. Yeah. It just adds to that experience. And I don't think cutting corners. No, is- especially in this time. I mean, I think like, family photography, like mini sessions. I see the value in mini sessions for like a family photo you shoot do. because your kids are getting, your kids are growing every like 10 minutes. You want to just capture a moment, right? It doesn't have to be like the best moment or the best shoot or whatever, like a very important thing, but it's like, you just need to capture it probably more often. So just go yeah. in, grab some pictures, you know, whatever, as you are hair and makeup, the way you do it. But to do something like this, I think is like a little bit more specific you're not going to do it every few months or every holiday or you know what i mean it's like obviously you and i both have repeat clients because they loved mm -hmm. it so much but right the average person this is something that you know they might do once or twice in a lifetime yeah in their whole life if that so Mm -hmm. yeah and back to the mini session thing with kids like i've shot enough families to know that Mm -hmm. it's burnout quick Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. quick like you get minutes and mm-hmm. like there is a child tantruming and screaming mm-hmm. as a mom I understand that and yeah no yeah no. you can't Both take sessions. too long on that kind of stuff so yeah the many sessions I see value in with families and even couples and stuff like that but to do like something like we do very specific and intimate like it requires a little bit more it's just so much it's a lot of time it's a lot yeah. of time and then it's a lot of time coaching people out of their shell Mm-hmm. It, it really like you know added up I would love to know how many hours I actually spend 
on average per client. I want to do that. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to make a spreadsheet. You're such a nerd. She's such a nerd. That's why I have gotten good at the business aspects because I'm like, I have a question and then it Mm -hmm. leads into like six more questions. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to answer that and I'm going to figure it out. And then I'm going to apply it to this. And then I'm like, Christy, here's a spreadsheet. Go. (laughs) Who's just going to say that? And then I'm like, I'm like, I have a question. I'll ask Brittany. (laughs) <laughs> and I tell you to Google it half the time because I'm like, and then Brittany tells me to Google it, or she doesn't respond for ten minutes, and I'm like, never mind, I got it, totally figured it out. Used my brain, <laughs> I'm, but I'm the kind of person who, like, to a fault, is not afraid to ask for help. You know, yeah. some people like won't ask for help. Like, I'm like to a fault, like I'm not afraid to ask for help. So I'm like, oh, I know Brittany probably knows this off the top of her head. Like, instead of spending the next hour trying to figure this out, I'll go ask Brittany. But then if Brittany doesn't respond, then I'll just go figure it out. And it's like, oh, instead of burdening people with all my questions, maybe I should figure some of them out. Yes. Yeah. Like figure out which ones are like, you're truly stuck on. It's really hard. It's really hard to figure that out sometimes. But, but yeah, I mean, and it's like, it, but it does help you learn when you have to figure it out yourself. It really helps you learn because then you get good. And then I can, you know, you can step into the role that I did with you with someone else where it's like, come here, hold my hand, mm-hmm. go on an adventure in learning how to run businesses. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep a lot of I, people need that I think it's a very needed thing because I know there's people out there that you know even though we are obviously not at the peak of like mm-hmm. owning operating businesses like I've had to move too many times and you just got started nine months ago mm-hmm. but with all of the things that have been thrown our way I think mm-hmm. we're doing a pretty dang good job yeah considering and I know there's people that are way ahead of us and there's also people who would love to be where yeah. we're at so that's kind of like, you know, we can help those people. We can keep looking forward and help them too. <laughs> it's true. We got, we got a, we definitely can. I mean, then I know a lot of people and I have a heart for that. Like you said, like I've always kind of had a heart for helping people because I respect, admire and appreciate it when it's given to me. Like yeah, I tell people all the time that I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for you. I wouldn't have what I have if it wasn't for you. And if it wasn't for the other photographers, um, even that I worked with in my makeup career. Like if I didn't have them, if they didn't show me how to retouch or, or kind of guide me on lighting or, you know, whatever it is, like certain things. They set you up, you know, like, yeah, it really, like you learned so much, even just from observing. So then Mm -hmm. it just transitions so beautifully into this. Yeah. So that's why, like, I mean, a part of me is like, who am I to hold on to this information that was so graciously given to me? So I want to give it back. That's the key, graciously given and received. Mm-hmm. It's not some mm-hmm. random person asking you for all your secrets for free. That's, I don't have a lot of patience for that. Because- Actually, it's funny because I, I don't remember what I was doing, but I was going through my messages. I forget what it was, but I stumbled upon or remembered, remember in the beginning, like I literally just launched my stuff. Maybe I was like a couple months in and that woman that messaged me and she's asking me questions and I was being honest with her because I have no other, I have no other mode. I'm only honest, but my honesty isn't always negative, right? Like she wanted, like, she wanted to know, you know, all these things, but she had like, I was like, well, what kind of photography do you want to do? Cause she, I think she was a makeup artist who also wanted to switch. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah, remember. And I'm like, well, what kind of photography do you want to do? I think it helps to know what direction you want to go in. And she listed like four different, entirely different things commercial beauty wedding like like she just listed like five different different niches yeah and I was like well you kind of gotta pick one like you can't do all of that like I mean you just like find something you want to do and then sure like go do it like find what you're passionate about and she like lost it on me about how 
I was rude or like, I don't even remember what she said, but I was sitting there like scratching my head. Like you asked me for help and I wasted my time. Like telling, like giving you like what I thought, but who the hell am I? If you didn't care what I thought, then why'd you ask? See, that's why I'm so jaded because I've been there and it happened long ago. And I realized that, you know, the grateful aspect was not there. They just wanted right info and they wanted it to line up with what they thought and i mean Mm -hmm. it's a whole can of worms you can open here but yeah i was like uh you might want to just you know send them to a random link you find and then just call a day and say you know i hope you the best wish you the best luck well and that's what i started doing is kind of like gauging people understanding like i do want to help but also you got to help yourself you know like i can i can guide you i can give you some insight on who to look to or what to what to kind of do like and that's kind of what i tell people and the answer always ultimately lies within them what do you want where do you want to go ask yourself the hard questions and then go from there until you've asked yourself where what gives you joy what brings you light what what ignites you when you've taken this photo is it failures you get so fired up that you've taken such a beautifully emotional picture of a baby or a kid or a family and you fucking shoot that you know things in boudoir is not your jam right Uh, yeah. And I think it's kind of like, you know, like, like they just kind of pull the questions out of you. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we don't know the questions to ask ourselves and right. people who start out and want to pursue something sometimes, you know, they don't have yeah. the industry. They don't have the knowledge to know that those are widely different. They just think, oh, it's involving a camera. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. And I mean, it's very different. Like, yep. and so sometimes it just takes people pulling the questions out, but if they're not ready to hear those or be honest with themselves then it's you know they're not there yet and that's okay and they just want to hear like you're amazing you can do it do anything and it's like well yeah you can but you have to be motivated and driven and really put in the smartish hard work yes you have to be smartish and or have another human being that is the other part of your brain who's also smartish that is also (laughs) moderately competent as a human (laughs) let's face it like sometimes we have these ideas that are borderline genius and then sometimes Mm -hmm. we wonder yeah what I think my favorite thing that you've ever said to me is and it sums and it sums up the idea of being smartish she's ready is one day you were like Chrissy sometimes there are days that I don't know how you tie your shoes and then there are other days that I'm like you're a fucking genius I'm like, yeah. I mean, that just sums me up in a nutshell, but also like just regularly, both of us. It's like there are days that like you just you're just brilliant, and then other days you're like, I can't fucking. I don't. What What do I eat for breakfast today? It's a really someone tell me. Someone tell me. (laughs) Someone someone help me. Decisions I need to make for the day, and don't let me choose anything myself. Yeah. No, absolutely, and that's why this kind of partnership comes in really handy because it's like I cannot today. And then mm-hmm. one of us will remind the other that, you know, okay, that's just a day. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow is better. We'll figure it yeah. out. And yeah, it's wild. I mean, what a journey we have what been on. What a journey. What a what journey we've been on. Over what a new time. journey we're about to embark on. 10 years. Yeah, this is a new journey to the new journey that we were on. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. 